All right, everyone, welcome to back to the Positive Punch. I'm very excited for today's episode. We have a, a wonderful guest that I recently connected with and just felt a strong connection to and and felt like he was the the guy to have on this episode. And so our guest today, you know, he's someone who walked away from a career as an electrical engineer after having what you'd call an aha moment. Uh, he's an award-winning, trusted advisor to CEOs, business owners, and has a book on grateful leadership, which is recommended by the Greater Good Science Center at University of California at Berkeley. When he's not researching or teaching the benefits of living a grateful life, he can be found golfing or running or trying to outwit his two grown children, Nick and Steph, who seem to think this whole gratitude thing is a midlife crisis. Helping us today, helping us today understand how gratitude can benefit your own personal and professional life, I'm very pleased to welcome believer in grateful leadership, proud grandfather and recovering engineer, Steve Foran. So Steve, thank you so much for being on here today. Pleasure to be on the show with you here, Jordan. Look forward to it. Yes, I've, I've been looking forward to it for a while now. And you know, Steve, one thing about you that really caught my attention, and for those of you listening, um, Steve and I, we actually connected through LinkedIn, uh, which is such a powerful social media tool, right? To be able to connect you with so many great people and uh, I'm thankful that Steve, you were one of the ones that I got connected with. But one of the things I got to say that uh, I found so inspiring about uh, what I noticed from you is that you had a on your LinkedIn profile, the first thing that you said was that you have a dream of 1 billion happier people. Uh, and I found that so inspiring. And I guess I wanted to start off with that. You know, um, what inspired that dream for you to, you know, have 1 billion happier people? And really, how do you how do you see yourself achieving that? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Gordon. Jordan. Um, it, I, I guess the the dream, I guess was born w with the aha moment, realizing my life was handed to me on a silver platter, um, and it just brought this enormous sense of gratitude into my life. I went from being someone who thought, I, I guess the way to describe it, I was self made. Any of my success, I did it all on my own. That's what I was thinking, and then kind of came to this gradual realization. Oh my goodness, my upbringing, the city I lived in, the teachers I had, the coaches, you know, all these things, any, and just kind of, whew, and just seeing my, my life as a gift. And that just, you know, started, made me feel grateful. And then I just was in grad school at the time. So I did some research on it. And, uh, and when I finished, I said to my wife, hon, I, I, this is what I got to start doing for work. And I, I, it, I didn't say, 1 billion happier people back then in 2006. That came in 2018. I was, uh, I was at a conference. Opening keynote speaker is Peter Diamandis. And I don't know if you know him or you, you listening, if you're familiar with him, you know he's got a PhD in, I think it's astrophysics from Harvard, an MD from Harvard. He, he runs these, uh, as part of his introduction, he runs these X prizes. So, you know, uh, the current X prize, they were giving $10 million to the first team that could produce a device that would extract 2,000 liters of water from the atmosphere per day for less than 10 cents a liter. Like if you're smart, you're an engineer, you want to do that. If you could have done that, first team to do it, $10 million. And he's done all these things. They introduce him, Jordan. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm not even worthy to be in this room. And, <laughs> and now, at, the, at the end, 
um, someone asks them a question. They say, Peter, how do you decide what you invest your time, your mener- your your energy, your uh, your passion? How do you decide what you're going to say yes to? He says, I ask myself one question. Does it have the ability to impact one billion people? Mm-hmm. That's Jordan, a powerful question. Jordan, I got goosebumps. And that's where the dream of one billion happier people came from. That's uh, that's incredible, Steve. That uh, you know, it's funny just saying that gave me goosebumps too. You know, I think in in life when we ask ourselves questions about how can we have influence um, and and inspire others, that's when it really um, makes makes us grateful and and helps us achieve passion and purpose, right? And I can tell. Uh, that you have that same thing. And, and when you talk about, um, you know, getting getting rid of thinking that everything's handed to us on a silver platter and um, understanding that so much of what we've achieved in life is because of what we've been taught and and, and because of our, um, you know, where we live and things like that. And, and it just allow us to step there and be grateful for what we've had in life uh, really turns things around. And there's a book I've been reading called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Uh, and he's a great author that I've been kind of studying. And he talks about this. He, he's a, a very well-known, um, you know, life coach. He, he does lots of writing as well. And he says in his book that whenever people come up to him and, uh, you know, congratulate on him on all his success, uh, he'll take a moment and just um, thank all the people who have helped him achieve the success. He doesn't really necessarily say it out loud, but he says it to himself and it just kind of helps keep you humble and grounded. And so I think that's great, um, Steve. And now when we talk about um, gratitude and kind of your work with gratitude at work, which I'm sure we'll get into here, um, I just want to know in terms of living a grateful life and having gratitude, what what has that done for you in life? What has gratitude done for you and and how did you were you always a grateful person or was it kind of something that uh, changed over time? Yeah, I, I I was always always very positive. I had a fair I, I've got my fair um, um, stable of judgment that I can ride. My daughter she'll say to me sometimes, "How's the you know?" I'll say something. She say, "How's the view up there, Dad?" I said, "What are you talking about?" up on that high horse of yours, right? I can be judgy. <laughs> and when you're judgy, you know, you're not, I'm, I'm not, when I'm judging, I'm not being grateful. I'm not accepting others. I'm not re- even accepting my own, right? Being judgment. I, I find it doesn't serve me well, but I was much more judgmental. Uh, part of that whole very strong center locus of control, right? Oldest of five. So I can't think if you're going to make it happen, it's up to you. And, um, and so just coming to this realization and this balance of it, similar to your, your, uh, the, 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 the person you described in the, in the book, uh, in, in terms of his approach to it, there's this balance. When I say my life's handed to me on a silver platter, it's not like you just sit back and do anything. There is this, I went from a mindset of independence to interdependence. Like we still have to do something, but we're, we're so connected to others, right? We're just so connected to others. So I've, I think I've always been grateful. I have really in the last 17, 18, 19, 20 years, um, even because before I started this work in full as full-time work, that's where I was, you know, researching it and really growing in it in my own. 
um, I've become much, I feel that I've become much more grateful and just in, in deeper ways and broader ways. And I, you know, the question you asked about how has it impacted you? I haven't done any, uh, you know, formal studies on myself and, you know, that are, and it's kind of hard to just pick yourself, but what I think has happened, if we just use the last year as an example, um, it has been, it's been very stressful for me, you know, for three months last year, like I was like on track for my best year ever in speaking and in the middle of March, we're on vacation, just kind of, we're, we're down south on vacation. And then as I'm sitting by the pool, all, everything comes canceled. Everything is canceled. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm glad we paid for this vacation in advance because I don't know if I'm going to be able to even make bank to pay the mortgage, right? It's like, what's going to happen? And so for three months, it was just like nothing. And I believe that my gratitude practice that I've been doing for uh, continuing to master over the last 16 years, it provided almost like a shield of armor is what I would describe. I, you know, it's, it's a, I know it's a war analogy, but this, it felt like it was this insulation around me that protected me and my mindset and my emotions so that I was able to deal with the challenges that were in front of me. And that's what, if you look at the research, that's what gratitude does. It puts you in a place where you're able to reframe situations and challenges so that you can deal with them and not be overwhelmed by them. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, I, I, oftentimes I talk about that with other people too, and in my own work and in this podcast and everything. And, uh, you know, throughout, throughout my studies of personal growth and the interviews I've done, there's, there's a common theme that comes up and it's the idea that, um, you know, we can't control our external circumstances around us, but what we can control is our internal circumstances, right? And, and how we perceive things. And uh, your talk about, you know, being grateful and using that as almost a shield of armor is, is so key and, and shows that, right? And um, I, 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 I like the idea of calling it a shield of armor, because at times, uh, there's a there's books I've read all about the war of the mind, right? Because our mind can definitely take us to places that some people don't want to go. And uh, so having that shield of armor is is so key. And um, now in terms of uh, your research, Steve, and, and the stuff you've done about understanding what gratitude can do in, in the workplace as well as um, in people's personal lives, I noticed that there was a, a social experiment you did called uh, 100 Halifax Doors. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that and, and what that experiment was and kind of what you found from it? Yeah, okay. It was a, it just on a whim, we kind of said, what would happen if we went around town to a couple of places. So we went to two businesses, two coffee shops, and uh, two two shopping centers where people are going to come and go. And we're we're going to open the door for a hundred people. And we had it on video, recorded it, and then chopped it down. And and just and we'll count how many people say thank you, right? How grateful is Halifax? And we did it. On, that's my hometown, right? So, um, and at the end of the day, ninety nine people said wow thank you and uh it it really from my from my perspective it went viral on social media but nothing compared to what really viral was but you know there was i don't know 100 150,000 views of it in uh, in 24 hours and so the media picked up on it and so i was 
doing media interviews for the next couple of days. And people were always ask, what, do you, what about that one? <laughs> Isn't it interesting how our brains as humans, we go to focus on the negative, right? And um, my take is, is you know, may, maybe um, 1990 Steve would have been on his high horse judging the one, right? How do I know what's going on in their life that day? How do they, you know, whatever it was, right? Um, and, you know, I don't even remember who the person was that didn't say thank you. I'm just, I'm not going to, just the fact is they didn't say thank you. We're not there to, if, if I was opening the door to get a thank you, then I'm not doing it out of gratitude, right? So we did this experience out of gratitude. So if you're doing something out of gratitude and you expect to thank you back, you're not doing it because you're thankful. You're doing it because you want some reward. You want someone else to recognize you, right? So uh, just kind of pointed that in the in any of the media interviews, you know, folks say, well, what about the one? Hey, look, that one, on any given day, that one could be me. Really could, Jordan, right? It could happen today that someone holds the door for me and I'm just whatever it is and I, I don't even see it, so. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's a powerful message, Stephen, and, and it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, like you said, how sometimes people perceive the negatives and talk about that one person, but yeah, you never know what's going on in other people's lives, and so uh, yeah, judging them makes no makes no difference, right? And um, yeah, no, that's a that's a cool experiment, and and honestly, it makes me um, makes me feel feel uh, good to know ninety nine people said thank you, which means that's ninety nine people who were grateful. And also, you know, that one little gesture of opening up a door for a person, you never know what that could spark in their life, you know, doing kind little gestures like that, I find often um, can go a long way for a person. And, uh, you know, I often talk about the idea of influence and what people, I think, sometimes don't realize is the power of influence that we have on people. And, uh, you know, just one little act of kindness or one little gesture can all of a sudden spark that influence on that person and uh, you never know what could happen. And so that's a, that's a really great experience. It, it is. That's leadership, right? That influence on the influence you have on others. Not, you have no idea. Have you ever driven through a, a coffee shop drive through and have someone buy you a coffee or maybe you've done it yourself? I haven't been on the receiving end, but people who have, I mean, it, it's hard to run into someone who hasn't been, and it just makes their day. It, have you ever had it happen to you, Jordan? I have had it happen to me, actually. Yeah, and um, what was it and like? Then it, it was uh, it was incredible. I remember. So actually, it's funny. I was um, I, when it happened to me. I was sitting with. Uh, I had a friend in my passenger seat, uh, and he was actually from Mexico, and so it was his kind of. Uh, he he hasn't been around Canada very much, and um, when it happened, and the the uh, employee said that someone paid for our orders. My friend couldn't believe it. He said, I've never seen something like this happen before. And uh, and so it was such a cool experience. And and I even remember I used to work at Tim Hortons um, back when I was younger and working at the drive-thru window. I'd see it happen all the time. And it al- it always was so great to be able to uh, to see the people's faces when I told right. them the person in front of them paid for them, right? And yeah, it's such it, such a great gesture. It, it it would be. I can I can only imagine what it's like being the bearer of. I look. I'm the bearer of very good news right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's I, I I love doing things like that, you know, and um, 
And it's, it's funny. I don't know if there's a, a famous author that I've read, Simon Sinek, uh, and he talks about, uh, I forget the name of the chemical in us, but there's a, a chemical that's in charge of almost bringing out love and kindness. And he said, when, when you do an act of kindness to someone, uh, not only does it, it, it sparks kind of three things. It sparks uh, you to feel good inside. It sparks the person you did the act of kindness to, to feel good. And then it also has a chain reaction. So if other people are witnessing you doing a kind thing, uh, it sparks them to feel good as well. So it, it's like this chain reaction. And and uh, and so that's so cool to me to think. And I'm sure, you know, when people saw you holding the door open, even that simple gesture that happened, right? It, it does. And that the, the, uh, the, the neurotransmitter that the, I'm pretty sure he's referring to is, is uh, it's called oxytocin. That's the and, one. Yep. And uh, not Oxycontin, right? Oxytocin. And it, it's, uh, it's the social bonding and it, it's produced when you experience or express gratitude um, at different levels too, right? It's, it's interesting because it's in its highest levels in the human body in women at childbirth. So it, it helps create that social bonding and connection uh, between the mother and the, and the newborn. And if you've, if you've ever been to, I don't know, anywhere, say, say a funeral or a, a celebration of life where someone might be eulogizing the person who died and, and they, get, they lose their words or they get caught and they get all emotional and all of a sudden you immediately get choked up, that's a rush of oxytocin that's doing that to you, right? So it uh, it's just a very higher level rush than you would get, uh, then you, you might get a lower level ones by witnessing things and stuff, but that's just a higher level experience of it. And, and when you express, experience, or witness gratitude, acts of kindness, you produce oxytocin. And when you produce oxytocin, here's the other side to it, is that your body is not producing cortisol. This is the when you're stressed, the fight, flight, uh, freeze, that response, which puts the body in stress. And it's good when you need it, but long-term chronic stress is not good for your body. So oxytocin helps, it'll alleviate that. Yeah, that's so, uh, so key. And, and I, you know, for people listening, this is great stuff to learn too, and, and understand really this, the, the science behind it. And um, yeah, I, I love learning about this stuff and I can tell Steve that what you're doing is, is incredible work. And, uh, I want to go back a, a couple, uh, moments ago when you talked about leadership sure. as well, yeah, and sure. how that's influenced. And, and I guess I want to, um, open up that to talk about your gratitude at work and how you use, um, gratitude in the form of leadership and how you coach other leaders to bring that into the workplace. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, you know, to me, you can't have any conversation about gratitude without talking about leadership because to me leadership there's so many different elements to it but at the at the end of the day it's about influence um and some people think oh yeah influencing others to me huh you don't influence you you gotta influence yourself i gotta influence me Mm -hmm. right and that's all about mindset right and so the grateful mindset that's this this notion you know how do i how do I, you know, how do I drive for excellence in what I'm doing? How do I have care and compassion for the people I work with, the clients or customers I serve, the suppliers who are part of my success, right? Not, you know, not to beat them down with a hammer, but to, you know, that mindset of how you approach that 
really is 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 dependent on this your whole attitude and my whole attitude around leadership and and gratitude is just one of these i call it a leadership skill i know in positive psychology uh like martin seligman he would call it a positive character strength and uh and dr seligman has a lot more credentials than steve foreign but I believe gratitude is a leadership skill because it's something that you can you can learn, you can grow, you can hone, you can continue to master. And it 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 is these of of, of Seligman's twenty four positive character strengths. Gratitude is the the single best predictor of his uh, his mo- his model of human flourishing. If you could only work on one of the twenty four. Um, gratitude would be the one to do that. So it, it's the one that's going to put you or your colleagues at work in this place of a positive, thriving mindset. And, uh, and you know, kind of like when I had my COVID experience last year in terms of what happened to my business, when ca- catastrophe, when chaos is around, this is when we need our, our mental, our, our wits and our abilities uh, the most. And Gratitude is just simply a tool that's going to help you help, help us get there quicker when we fall out of it too. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, when it comes to gratitude and, and leadership, you know, it's, we face, uh, we can face problems a lot in life and, and especially when it comes to leading companies and uh, being in business. But one of the things that's, uh, that sets people apart sometimes is being able to not so much think or focus on the problems, but focus on the possibilities, right. And be grateful that you can come up with possibilities. And uh, oftentimes I think that's, that's really a great strength. And, um, but when you talk about mastering gratitude and, and talking about it as a leadership skill, um, you know, when it comes to developing that skill, how are some ways that maybe uh, you help people develop that? Like if someone maybe struggles on a day-to-day basis with bringing out that gratitude, what are some tips that you give them uh, to yeah. maybe bring about that skill? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, I, I would I encourage people to build what I call a habitual ritual. Just this this let's what rituals do you have in your day that are habitual? I eat every day. I've been doing it every day since I've been born, right? And because yeah. part, but the habitual ritual around gratitude and just two simple habits. I, I just encourage people to start with two. First one, record what you're grateful for. And the second one, consume a steady diet of other people's gratitudes. And uh, what, what I mean by the second one is read or listen to what other people are grateful for. So just these two simple things, being intentional and in taking a little bit of time each day to step back and, and one, record what you're grateful for. Don't do more than just think about it. The extra step of involving physical, writing it with a pen and paper, typing it into something electronically, it does more to strengthen your gratitude muscles. And the second one, uh, and it kind of the second one of consuming others, I, I tripped into it by accident uh, about eight or nine years ago when I subscribed to a, a gratitude blog from someone else. And just, it's like, oh my goodness. And I've, I've never seen anyone else. I don't know anyone else who promotes the consuming others' gratitudes, but it's just like, this is one of the key skills. Because on the days, Jordan, that you're not feeling like, oh man, everything... When you read someone else's gratitudes, who's not there telling you, it's not a judgy high horse gratitude. Jordan, you should be grateful. No, you get to read and oh, other. sometimes they're really simple. They could be profound 
and it provides a source of inspiration and uh, and you need to do it in a community and uh, being in a community provides some accountability for you as well too so it can help keep you on track that's great and and those little rituals those little habits uh you know it as they start to compound and, and build up over time you know i think life is is so much um just a bunch of habits that we have right and um i know one thing for me and uh, this has helped too, is I have uh, actually, I bought it at chapters. It's called the five minute journal. And uh, every morning you write down three things you're grateful for, uh, three things that you, you know, would like to accomplish today. And then at night you reflect on three things that happened today that made your day great. And, and it's just a cycle like that. And um, di- yeah, little things like that. But I, I like the one you shared about consuming other people's gratitude. I don't know if I've heard it in in that way before. And so I'm I'm excited to, to start doing that myself. And um, another thing too that uh, I once heard, actually at one of my business conventions, it was our president speaking. He said one of his rituals is uh, every morning he'll actually take about 10, 15 minutes and he'll choose. He, he just kind of meditates for a second and let people's names come to his mind. And then when the names come to his mind, he sends those people a text uh, telling them how he's grateful for them you know, things that he's done, things that they've done to him in his life, uh, just to pass that on. And and I think that's great too. And it's fun, you know, when you can bring it into other people's lives and consume other people's gratitude and, um, and things like that. And so, yeah, no, Steve, we're, we're very grateful that you were, um, on here to share and, and I guess just kind of wrapping up here, um, the end of the episode, I guess the last question I have for you is in terms of your work and, and your book as well. I know I, you know, we didn't talk too much about your book, but for those of you, that are that maybe didn't hear at the beginning. Steve is an author. He has a book, uh, "Surviving to Thriving," and um, so how can we, the viewers and and we listening? How can we help you in, uh, you know, with your work and and where can we find your book and and different things like that? Thanks for that generous offer. Appreciate being on the on the podcast with you too, uh, Jordan. But um, if you go to gratitudeatwork.ca, uh, the main menu, you'll see a store. And you can get the book there. The um, if you've heard of Amazon, uh, they also sell it. <laughs> and if the the other thing that you might want to to do is become part of the one billion happier people community. So I, I we're building a community that is really focused on mastering grateful leadership. And uh, in, as part of that community, I post my gratitudes there every day. And when I do, if you're a member of it, you're going to get a little reminder notification that here are mine, and it's a place you can post your gratitudes or you can consume other people's gratitude. So um, it's free to join. Uh, We've got a couple different membership levels, but it's free to join. You get all kinds of stuff, and there's there's free courses in there as well, too. Uh, And you'll see a link on our homepage just to membership or sign up. it, it may change, but uh, you, you can you can get access to it there, and and that that would help me. But I think more than anything, it would help it, it would help you in your own gratitude practice. Absolutely, I think that's a, a great thing, and uh, being able to consume and also post your own gratitude, start getting into that ritual. That's that's great, Steve. I I appreciate you sharing that, and uh, those listening, I encourage you guys to go go and do that. I think that goes a long way, right? And uh, grateful leadership you know, gratitude and your personal life as well, that all needs to be shared. And 
and really talked about more, right? And so that's exciting. And I guess last question for you, Steve, and then we'll kind of end off here. But uh, if you could give one more tip or one little su- key to success um, on this podcast or, or one little more, I guess, nugget, uh, what would what would it be? Don't let the simplicity of gratitude fool you into the power uh, 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 away from what the, the the immense power that exists within it perfect that's a great great way to end this episode and and steve again thank you so much i'm so excited to see you know where your work takes you and and where it, where it's already taken you you know i i you've definitely inspired me and i'm very thankful that you uh you were able to be on this episode and share your work and share your nuggets with everybody and uh, I hope more people join your One Billion Happier People program. And thank you again, Steve. Th- thank you very much, Jordan. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Good luck with your work. Continued success. 